0: Is a view from the bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today is Wednesday, the fourth of December, 2019. My name is Patrick Smith Christmas. Is only around the corner, and uh, what a week it's been for the Belfast Giants. On the highs that we had last week when we chatted about the games against the Cardiff Devils, we have a mixture. It's a roller coaster of a season for the Belfast Giants. Not just the Belfast Giants, I guess, but right across the Elite League. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. We're going to also hear from Curtis Hamilton, Kevin Rain, Ralph Cox, Robert Fitzpatrick, and the mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh. Um, We'll be looking at the three games that the Belfast Giants undertook this past week. Where we look around the league, chat about the Player of the Month nominees, chat to Kevin Ryan, and ask him your questions on the fan agenda before looking ahead to the doubleheader against the Sheffield Steelers in Belfast this weekend. Mister McGimsey how are you doing, Paddy? I've got to be honest. Go on.
1: <coughs> I'm a little bit stressed out. I've a few first word problems on just before the podcast about to start. Tesco's knocking my door with. <sighs> a load of groceries that Cat had ordered and I don't know we're must be bunkering down for <laughs> several decades Christmas men well you say that I've got 36 chicken breasts I've got six 000, <laughs> six dozen sausages I've got a ten kilogram bag of mm-hmm. I've got five litres of olive oil I don't know if put it have you got a big freezer when I'm going to eat it nah you could probably just about get a body in it <laughs> Spoken like just a trees about, Belfast just, man. Just there. about. Just about. If you do, and you cut it up small enough. Yep.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. There's the insight that you need. That you're going to get early in this review from the bridge. Sets us up, Mister Neil. You're
2: coming down with the flu. I'm not very well, boys. Nah, hi. I'm trying my best. Nah. I'm, you know, I'm rallying. I'm rallying for the boys. Second.
0: No, I was, I was going There it is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: I nearly hit this one. Second period reminded me of a movie of Slapshot. It does. Right? <laughs> either or. Either or. It's setting up well for this show. We're right? off to a
2: hot start. We're, we're off to
0: a hot start. Really, really well. It's going to be good. Let's get stuck into the three games the Belfast Giants undertook in the last seven days. Um, quite literally seven days ago from more or less Ooh. this moment, the Giants were on television playing the Sheffield Steelers at the Fly DSA Arena on the outskirts of the Southern Yorkshire town of Sheffield um, not a great outcome for the Belfast Giants after the the highs of the previous weekend it was a 5-0 shutout for the Sheffield Steelers the goals for the Steelers come from Sandstrom De Luca who got two and Armstrong who got two Shane Owen was in nets this time wearing a Stephen Murphy jersey uh, 34 saves and Duba 47 saves your refs were pairing and Sewell Davey I'll start with you um terrible you know we actually started the game quite well um, probably
1: first 10 minutes we had our chances we just didn't really didn't really drill down and, and take any of them do as you know I think we commented in, in a little chat Might have been you main coaches' chat and you know about Dube he was given plenty of rubber back out he was giving plenty of rebounds When mm-hmm. we had to keep pressure on him and I fancy thought he would crack and you know got ourselves into a bit of penalty trouble and that killed momentum you know your penalty killing lines right you're not getting the same you know the keeper's not able to run the same groups of lines that he wants to cuz people are killing penalties and people are sitting on the bench watching. and obviously we got behind towards the end of the first period but even at that stage they they were a lot stronger in the second 10 minutes of that first period it wasn't overly worried one goal behind would came off that really good weekend in... And Cardiff and I felt that you know we still get a goal. We're in this game and like and we we'll go in that second period and we will by Charlton twenty one six. You expect to do better than come out with a three 0 loss in that period. And then you know you go in the third period and it was really they had taken their foot off. We certainly knew that we were out of the game, so we weren't going to the same dirty areas that we had perhaps in the first ten minutes of the game. disappointed, We looked leggy. It looked like the the the, the double header in Cardiff had taken a little bit of a toll on the bodies as well. Couple of guys look like they were maybe kind of little niggles here and there, but you know, I know Neil Russell has given me a little bit of stick on our private group by throwing out the shots and stuff. But you go to Carr, or you go to Sheffield and you throw 46 shots on goal, forget about the 40 plus that shot off goal and that were blocked by the Sheffield Steelers. You've got to get something behind, so it's a lot of low percentage shots, maybe just getting rid of the puck at times and just getting it toward do maybe rather than. And waiting, there was, there was times in that first ten minutes of the game. I think Swindlehurst had one as well. You know, where they're they're shooting that puck for a rebound for a teammate. We did that less and less during the game. We just shot a lot into the dub and just you hold on to it. We'll get a face off down low. We'll try and work a play. Didn't work out for us in the night I think we'll we'll talk to Kiefer and talk to different ones who have said you know we could have played there for the next you know however many periods and probably wouldn't have scored a goal. Yeah. It was just one of those nights where unfortunately. Offense just wasn't there for us, and at the back, maybe a little bit scrambling around. You know, I think another snatch at, but you know, five 0 The, the, the scoreline tells it all. That really is one for the the Rob Wilson school of you know throw it Ben and throw out puck on the Ben and move.
0: Hundred percent. I think it's it, Joe's it's such a difficult game for the Belfast Giants, and it, it did at times seem that we regressed to the sort of form that we had before the uh, the Cardiff. Uh, weekend, but uh, as Davy says, you know the the, sh- the shot quantity was high, but maybe the quality wasn't there.
2: 100% Patty the, the word regressed uh, I think you might have thrown it on on the weekend of agenda that you do pre-game and, and it really was the word ringing through my head when, when I watched it back uh, before I get to the hockey it's worth saying this is the first time I've seen the Fly DSA arena this season the only thing worse than the atmosphere in that vacuum is that ice the, <laughs> the ice surface looks like the postbox of a derelict house like it, it looks like there's been an explosion at the advert factory and that center ice logo I assume that they brought that in the trade door and have frisbeed it from the side of the ice and just frozen it where it laid <laughs> Un- unbelievable. Um, but yeah, sadly for, for one night only, Worse than both of those things was the Giants' performance. You know, you, you have a chance to set the tone early doors. Uh, uh, Davis takes a slash, slashing penalty. Takes a slashing penalty. Forty-four seconds in, uh, but I don't know if this has changed. I don't know if we've improved since. But as of Wednesday, I think I think we had the worst power play in the league. So I mean, that's just snuffed out straight away. Um, you know, for me, the the difference is. Uh, for this game. It's neutral zone play and it's really highlighted in that first period. Sheffield pressed so high on Belfast that it was as if their zone ended on the Giants' blue line, which just kept us completely stifled. Um, you know, almost constantly resetting in the D- the D zone, trying to get something going, trying to get something moving towards the ozone. And anything that we got to the edge of that blue line, it was as Davy says, it was speculative shooting from long range. And and as you say, that word regressed. After a phenomenal weekend in Cardiff, we really seem to have regressed to our old ways. Um, you know, in terms of the goals, uh, Steelers got a, a power play goal in the first period. Classic goal, split wide open. Uh, back door drew you off his post. The second period was a debacle. Uh, you know, it's clinical finishing really came in there. Um, and there's a theme here that I'm going to carry into the five game too, I think, in that second period. I think that we were out checked, out-battled, out-worked for all three of those goals. Yeah. And I think that that's a bad habit that continued into the next night. The other team were just forechecking so hard. And I think once we take, I don't know if it's a tactical decision decision or, or whatever, but I think once we're a few goals down, we we always come out, as Davey said, that first 10 minutes aggressive on the forecheck, chasing pucks down in their zone, and, and whenever we, we go a few goals behind, whether it's tired legs or whether it's a, a tactical decision we we take a very very um, what's the word a, a, a less intense stance towards our forechecking and we, we really sit back and just don't go after it as aggressively, maybe we're getting caught too much but really that was the story of the rest of the game, that second period clinical finishing from Sheffield, no aggression from the Giants and, and honestly we were dead and buried by mid-second, um, very very pleased to to just put this one on the bin and not think about it anymore to be honest Do you know what, I'm going to move it on
0: because there are certain themes that are cover the two games between Sheffield and Fife the highlights of that game in Sheffield I believe would be on Steelers TV Uh, you get that on YouTube um Game two was Saturday uh, in Fife in Kirkcaldy at the Fife Ice Arena and it was another regulation loss and again the Belfast Giants conceded five. It was a 5-1 defeat. The only goal for the Belfast Giants came from Bend Lake on the power play. The five goals come from Crowder, two from Fanucci, one of which was in the power play. Godier and Just we got a power play goal. Um, Shane Owen only played 20 minutes of this game with 12 saves and three goals against. Uh, Stephen Murphy came in, played 40 minutes, 18 saves, two goals against. Marsh on the other side, 37 saves. And uh, your referees were the best referee from the North because his mum told me, Steve <laughs> Brown. And um, an EBL referee who's been brought in for the weekend who did both this game and the Dundee game in Scotland for the Giants. Uh, and that's Peridick. Pyrdek- Piridic, Piridic, anyway, he's a, four, actually, <laughs> honestly, I'm, honestly, well, I, I'm not even going to try this first game. This is, I don't mean this in any way xenophobic or disrespectful. Uh, what I'm saying is it's just from, from, from my English speaking eyes, um I find it a difficult name to say. Uh, it, the guy's CV though, he refereed this game. This guy's CV is pretty sweet. He was, um He played for the Croatian national team and he was also the captain of uh, Zagreb when they played in the KHL. So the guy knows how to play and now he's put the stripes on and he was referee in these games. But um, yeah, so 5-1 defeat for the Belfast Giants. Joel, I'll start with you. Big sigh. Um, Same, same, I think. And and you've said it there yourself and we're talking about the Sheffield game.
2: I know, I don't want to wrap on with the same words and the kind of buzzwords and stuff, but it's something that I've kind of, weeks how steadfast Belfast have been in our own zone and through the neutral zone Our, our for, for a long time our build up play has been absolutely fine it's been there and, and that's evidenced in and whenever Davey talks about the stats you know the number of attempts on goal that we're getting away we are very often out other teams but for the second night in a row I just can't escape the feeling that that wasn't there it just it, it couldn't be any less the case I feel like we were being out for checked and I feel like we were being bullied in our own zone and, and it was forced turnovers and, and uh, five. Winning pucks that we should have won. I think the first, the first three goals easily um, come as a result of that. You know, uh, the uh, even the, the two nil, the power play goal, it was a turnover forced in the zone, which led to the power play, which led to the goal, and then the third goal again bullied in our own zone. We looked slow and sluggish. We just got jumped on less than a minute later, and once again, whenever that three nil leads up, it looks like we go to a much more conservative style of play. And and I, I, you know, it's interesting. I'm not the greatest hockey brain in the world. I'm the first to hold my hands up and say that. I'm just a fan. You know, I'm, I'm not paid to, to make these decisions, but I'd be interested to see if that's a, a, a sort of a deliberate conservative tactic in terms of don't get caught high. Uh, do, you know, maybe you've, you've burned too much energy uh, and then gone three goals down. Is, is it more conservative because the game's dead? I don't know, but it just feels like, uh, I mean, Fife nearly had a fifth goal at the end of that second period because mm-hmm. they were good at forechecking. I mean, that's literally the only difference that I can see. Um, I don't know if it's because we're being caught higher or because we're gassed or whatever else but um I mean, in the third period, Ben Lake finally scored. Uh, that was our, our first goal after, what, nine unanswered uh, over two games. Uh, and, and it was scrappy. You know, it really wasn't there. It just uh, we, we just didn't show up. I, I didn't see anything of, of the Giants that I'm accustomed to. You know, you could very easily point towards the problems in, in earlier games because the, the build-up play was there and, and we were effective up to the blue line. And that's when we were taking these low-percentage shots and stuff. But there was just a little bit of grit and a little bit of compete missing from both of those games. And, and I think we really suffered for it. Davey,
0: was there a lack of aggre- I was gonna say this, was there a lack of aggression across maybe the both games from the Belfast Giants?
1: It's something that we talked about a number of weeks ago when we were going through our slump. So I think it was a week before the Cardiff games. It might have been might have been you, me and Joel on the podcast. I can't remember, we talked about identity, what is the identity of this team? Um and then we t- I think it was it was Joel talked about the identity of this team certainly should be in Adam Keefe it's you know sure. it's, it's, it's built around Adam Keefe's style of play we got it in the Liberettes game the very first game of the season we came away saying my goodness that's probably the best game of hockey potentially ever seen in the arena um, it had everything it was physical from the drop of the first puck Bobby Foreman was hitting all around him and, and we thought my goodness we're in for a for a belter of a season here um, there are certainly times when we struggle to see maybe what the identity of this team is you know they do not doesn't come through week on week on week. You know, we Played against Cardiff there. When we're losing, it's see, it's, it's one of those. When we're winning, we notice, and there's a direct correlation between hits and goals, and blocks and goals. And you know, we run the statistics. We know these things. We know that the more the more hits a team makes, the more goals a team scores. It's just it's it's fact because you can bear out in statistics. So if you get a nice physical game, engage your opponents physically. You're hitting them. You're turning pucks over, which is what happened to us. You know, that, this game was kind of like the Steelers game in that the first ten minutes of the Fife game we control, we controlled the game, and it was going to be this is another wee t- corner turn here, lads. This is going to be okay, but we didn't get a puck through through the goalie, and then all of a sudden we've conceded in a bunch, and mm. all of a sudden in the first period we're three down. Owen's getting the rest of the night off. Stephen Murphy's came
0: in, and
1: we're playing
0: a I think as much as anything... In Fife, remember, where Shane Owen was so prolific?
1: Yeah, I understand that. but he's, The Giants are clearly under the pump. And Owen's you know, played a lot of hockey in the last month. Is there even a stage that we're saying we 3-0 down, we're probably out of this game at this stage. I don't know whether it was a kick in the ass, let's, let's defend better, or Shane Owen doesn't deserve to have to play behind. I'm going to say that defence. I mean that defence as a five guys on the ice. I don't mean a D man in particular. You know, we turned the puck over and neutral ice two, three times. Yep. They've got a couple of goals out of it. You can't do it. So Adam Cave's given them a, a life lesson there. You know, can't do this. It's not for your goaltender. It's not for your team. It's not for. Your... I'm taking Owen out of the game. It could have been, like, I don't know what, what, what Keeper's thinking is there. Is he thinking I'm taking him out to protect Owen? I'm taking him out to shake the team up? There's there's various reasons for doing it. But after that first ten minutes, you know, we were second best o- on the night and and that's that's hard to take as a fan. That's hard to take you know, we, we didn't stick to the processes that make us a good team and when we stick to those processes, we inevitably win many more games than we'll lose. So it's it's about getting back to you know, we talk about all the times, all the things you're supposed to do, win face offs, get the puck deep, in yep. your own zone, chip it out turn them, chase it in, you know, we're dumping, maybe not getting on that grind just enough on the chase. And unfortunately then you spend a lot of time chasing the puck. Belfast Giants for me have always been a team that plays better as a puck possession team. I'm not trying to compare here, but just because my, my other team, you know, the, in the NHL, I will always, and the wings are a puck possession team. Yes. Whenever we're going through our, our heyday, you know, All the top players in there. It was because we controlled the puck. We, you know, from back to front, we all we big percentages. And this this Jan's team, when we control large percentages of the games in terms of zone time, look at Cardiff. We pinned them in in their own zone, and it kind of got played against us. Fife did it to Sheffield. Did us. they pinned us in, didn't let us in. We talked on last week's show about you know defeating Cardiff Devils control breakout. We didn't let them control their breakout. We were all over them. We forced turnovers in their zone. We got away. We created havoc. We get face offs down low. We don't let them get line changes. We are attritional on their demands, harder for their next shift. They're you know, they're having to play longer shifts. That didn't happen in Fife, it didn't happen in Sheffield. And unfortunately, you know, again, second period, much the same. Fife could have extended their lead even further. You know, you come out in that third period and as, as Joel said, get a scrappy Ben Lake. Nice feed from Mullen, but, you know, one of those things that it was too little, too late. And then we didn't really capitalize on that. We didn't really look like, here's a green shoot here. We're going to go on, you know, again, I'll not even tell the statistics because there, it's a two to one. You know, for every shot, the 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 five flyers had on net, off net, we had too. So we were having possession and we were getting opportunities. But just the quality, I think it was you that coined it earlier on,
0: maybe quantity is something that's really worrying at the minute. On a side note, you mentioned the wings. Did you listen to Spitting Chicklets with Chris Chelius? I'm going to, mate. I just haven't had a chance. haven't had a chance chance to bless myself this week. It's very, very good. Um, Back to you, Joel. Morrison, you know... I mean, the net didn't come off as much this time, but still, was he <laughs> as tested as he maybe could have been?
2: Nah, honestly, no. I think it's just, it just comes back to what we're saying. You know, I, I just don't think there was any sort of grit in, in, in the five zone uh, to to properly test him. Uh, I think we're we're playing uh, we're we're playing a game that's looking for rebounds, and we're not getting it a lot season. And and I think. Uh, I think it was something that we overcame in Dundee. I think I think uh similarly you know in Dundee is not going to give you those kinds of rebounds like Morrison isn't and I think we corrected it that next night. Um but it, it really look, like, I, I don't want to say the same thing over and over again but it really is just the 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 quantity of chances on goal that we're getting fair enough but if the quality's not there and the clinical finishing is not there um it was the creativity uh both in Sheffield and in Fife from from the goals against that earned them those goals. And it was that creativity that I just didn't see from the Giants across those two games. Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. We're
0: going to wrap this game up, move on to Dundee. Uh, apart from saying, the Fife webcast is terrible.
2: <laughs> that, that co-commentator. That- uh, who,
0: who, who didn't switch his microphone on for the entirety yeah. of the first period.
2: It's a, presumably because he was one, drinking straight vodka. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you you heard one side of the comment. Now, I, listen, play by play is a very difficult thing to do, and um, I I tip my cap to to Mister Kitchen who does it week in week out. It's such a difficult thing to do, and when you do your research right and you do your work right, then you then it it really shows, and it shows, and the likes of says and and some of the other guys around the elite league when, when you 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 don't notice it because. It just comes naturally, and you hear it naturally. But the five guys didn't know any of the Giants. It's just no, like, that, the player goes to a guy. Giants player, goes to another Giants player, and <laughs> the Giants are doing well, and it goes to another Giants player. It's like, oh, come on, lads.
2: When sportsman uh, unsportsmanlike penalty where he got behind the bench, it was like, oh, the guy tried to put him over the bench, and then the other guy...
0: Yeah, just... It, it took it, it took them nineteen minutes of the second period to realise that Stephen Murphy had gone in the goal. They're there. They're watching it. Diff- you know. Anyway, the, uh, I'll come. I'll, I'll come back to TV coverage and when we talk about Dundee. But um, the highlights of the from flash TV on YouTube, I believe. I've, I've not checked because I can't actually bring myself to watch it. Not because of the result, but because of the commentators, right? Um, <laughs>
2: Say what you feel, man.
0: I will do, and I just have. (laughs) Uh, Sunday in the Dundee, a team who have had our number and actually have the, the run on us this season and we really needed to step up after two defeats and the Belfast Giants did exactly that. A 4-1 regulation win in the Dundee Ice Arena and names on the score sheet that you'd like to see on the score sheet. Hamilton, Hook, Morgan, Ward these are names that we should be seeing a lot more regularly but it's good to see them on here. Uh, Dundee goals, Dundee's goal came from Dow, a bit of a putting it back, it was a bit of an unfortunate goal for Shane Owen it sort of was pushed back in by himself but uh, nothing he could do about it. Um Shane Owen twenty eight saves <coughs> against uh, one goal and it is I Leclerc uh forty three shots against uh our friend and I've tried this again Per Peridic, Peridic? anyway, he's the as was Chris Wells which Paddy, is easy paddy, to say. Paddy,
1: paddy,
0: right?
1: On. Yeah. <coughs> I I've got this, I've got this in front of me here. Go on. The Take way. the last four letters of his name, right? Right. And just put an M in front of it. An M? How
0: would you
1: say that? Yeah, how would you say that?
0: Um, magic. Right, so up at the N. Pirajic. Pirajic. Oh, okay, fair enough. Aww, I'm nice. not even going to... Now Thanks, go for David. his first name. Now, now have a throw at his first name. I'm not having... Not even. You you do his first name. Go on. And, and honestly, it looks like someone's dropped, dropped a Scrabble set. <laughs> It is. It's, it's, there's TP. I know, anyway, it, he was back. He was refuning alongside Chris. Magic Ross. was back. Magic was back. The magic <laughs> man was back. Um, David Dundee, uh, a lot better. Um,
1: we certainly had a little bit more puck luck, I guess. Um, a few things went in. Uh, Hamel, good to get him on the score sheet. Yes. You know, it, 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 from the night before. Uh, you know, against Fife, I think he had nine shots, three on target, so two out of two on and on, on one of them coming up with a nice goal. Who 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 given the feed for the oh. for the goal? I don't have the team the game seat up in front of me. I know what you mean. Me. Uh, it was it was Liney. line-y. It, was, line-y. line-y. I, it was a really, really lovely pass that this, then Hookies obviously came in with the the, the nice it's a, it's a set play off a face off obviously and they came around and run it, and, and Huggie's gone into the blue paint. 10 out of 10 shots from the low slot, and we we'll talk about this on podcasts all the time, but that's where the most of the goals come. If you're going to score goals, you have to get into that blue paint area, and we did in the first period, and even in the second period, to an extent, we got in there as well. Third period, I thought we were able to coast a lot in this play. We played a lot of sort of keep away, just kept mm-hmm. the puck away from them, Um we were able to, that's what I was talking about in the fight game, we were able to play puck possession, were able to control their own zone, we were able to go back, reset, get line changes, just keep the puck away from them, get it deep, go in and charge after it, and and play a lot of time in their zone as well. Surprised that the Dundee Stars didn't maybe come out a little bit harder at us. We, this was where I've said Sheffield would control the first 10 minutes, um, Fife would control the first 10 minutes, we got to expect them pushback, perhaps, from Dundee. Yes, they got the goal and got the 1-8, but I think us getting that second goal was crucial. We lead. We're we're a team that leads very well. We're not a team that chases so well at the minute. I've got a little stat exercise I have to do, but um, the, the the to come up with the actual, you know, how we've done in, in first period, or not first period, sorry, when we score the first goal, do we go on and win games? More often than not, I would say so. Um, just from, from watching this team, I think we don't chase as well as we lead, so getting those early goals were crucial, getting uh, you know, the positivity of going in at the end of a first period with a lead rather than the last couple of games we've gone in 3-0 and 5 for example You know, dying against Sheffield I think it was only 1-0 in Sheffield but um, you know, go in with a completely different mindset when you go into the the period break you've been under the pump a wee bit for the last few games, you go in, we're leading here boys gives you that little bit of energy, a little bit more you know, spark to go out in that second period, and I thought we could Start to finish, um, and I think that's us two and three on the on the series now with Dundee, which which isn't great. You know we'll want to round that out. Will the next times we will play them, we'll you'll want to win all your mini series against all the teams, and that'll be smart with us. That you know, with no disrespect, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but we will be expecting to win a series with the Dundee Stars. So there's a lot of work still to be done in these games the season. That, that should be a card that be dangled as well. You know, this isn't just, it's not just the Dundee Stars now. You know, there's a bit of pride at stake here that you want to win that mini-series. So we've got to go on the next time we play them and go and put the same sort of performance in
0: thing is, Joel, Dundee have had one loss in the previous five games, which is actually the night before against the Manchester Storm. So they were on a pretty rich vein of form because of those five games, it included a victory just the other week over the Belfast Giants. So the Giants did have a tough opposition here. It was good to see so many, like four different forwards on the score sheet.
2: And this is it, right? It's very easy to fall into that old trap of associating a team with maybe how they've put- when the league was a lot looser and, and you could have expected to go in and, and, and absolutely hammer a team on any given night do you know what that's just not the case anymore across the board you know the league table is beginning to take shape with, with that said i think there's something like eight points between first and seventh right now but you're starting to see the teams that are going to make a bid for the title and, and those that aren't but that's not to say that those teams at the bottom can't take a scalp on any given night and we're not the only victims of that um Dundee, as, as Davy had said, you know the the going into this weekend, they had a three and one advantage on the series. Uh, they are, as you say, on a, a rich vein of form, and we are on a grueling road trip. And, and Let me just reinforce: you know, I take no pleasure at all in sitting here and uh, saying negative things and saying we sucked and whatever else. I love this club, and whenever we're playing bad, it physically hurts me. But there's no point in in ignoring the fact that the, the previous two games we just were not good. You know, there, there were glaring issues. But with that said, you know, when, when we suck this year, we suck. But when it comes together, we look electric, and and this was it you know it was i think you could tell everyone from kiefer through Taft through the boys on the bench everyone was angry and everyone was frustrated at having been shellacked twice in a row um you know our, our the first period of that game was our first good period of hockey in the week uh look at the two goals for an example of what i was talking about earlier versus this win uh hamilton's goal Lowney, with fantastic awareness, forced a turnover in the zone. That's yes. good for checking. And then that lateral to Hamilton, he has all the space in the world to smack that home from the back door. Uh, the 1-1 goal, n- total of goal. There's not a lot she no one could do. That puck was flipped up from the high slot and seemed to either bounce yeah. off the backboard or off the back of him. So I, I'm not even counting that. No. The 2-1 goal. Uh, yeah, we
0: won. shutout win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not even counting it. Scratch it off but, uh, you know, Hookie goes to the net off of the face-off and, and as the players lock up in the circle, Lewis Hook uses that extra little beat to find space and he does well to get a shot off with five minutes left and that settled the Giants. Now, what you've got there are two creative offensive goals that have come from finding space in the zone. So, you know, you've got a goalie in, in the clerk there who's good with his glove. He's not hes not going to give up loose rebounds and, and greasy rebounds. So, those, those low-percentage blue-line shots are not going to be any good. We've scored two goals and, and that first period there, is microcosmic of the way we should be playing for the entire season regardless of who it is that was Giants hockey to me and and you know after that we just really settled down uh, well no we really didn't actually because no. <laughs> uh, midway through the second was the angriest I have ever seen Adam Keefe in my life la- did you watch the webcast? Yeah Did you? you what, uh, it you was after Reddix went down with Leclerc yes. and uh, signed St- behind the goal yeah. and Kiefer absolutely tore strips off Magic and the boys <laughs> Magic and the
0: lads but, uh, do you know what <laughs> Keeper was hundred percent correct on this because the, the the fact that there was no call on that with the stick the way it went against Reddick's was an absolute uh-huh. disgrace. But then, yep. you know. I think there's also a level of frustration of us being in an, an arena where we haven't, uh, we haven't done, you know, or against a team that we're of a losing series against, coming back from two defeats and trying yep. to get ourselves, you know, into an unassailable lead. Let's put it that way. But uh, yeah, I can understand exactly why Kiefer was upset at that.
2: Yeah, well, do you know what, another thing uh, as well? Subjective. Of- and penalties. We didn't kill a penalty and I could be wrong here but as far as I'm aware we didn't kill a penalty until the start of the third period mm. Um, which again that that extra bit of discipline we're not you know we're not behind a couple of goals just having to kill three in a row like the Sheffield game you know you stay out of the box and it means you've got your it's, it's simple Maz you get your five guys on the ice that, that can go and, and try and find that space Um, so a little bit of good discipline took us a long way there uh, and, and by that stage honestly I think we coasted towards the end last five minutes were a little bit shaky you know Rayner had that kind kind of quote-unquote fight. It was a bit of a hugging match. Um A few soft penalties. Reddicks went in, Lake went in one after the other. But from then on, I mean, we, we killed a five-on-three uh, at 4-1 up at the end. And Bobby Farnham is chasing the puck like a rabid dog, which, which was absolutely lovely. It was nice to see. That fire, you know, if it, if you didn't see it from Kiefer on the bench, uh, you can definitely see it from Bobby Farnham out on the ice. He is breaking himself to chase down those those clearances with a, with a five on three uh, PK, which you just love to see it four one up. But look, night and day, um, the previous two performances compared to that one.
0: Davey, as Joel said, you know, we take no pleasure in the fact that, you know, we had two losses there and we didn't play very well. And we'll quite openly, quite openly said how poor we thought the Belfast Giants were and how things have to improve. But I think it was Taff actually put on Twitter highlighting the fact over the course of yep. nine days, you know, f- we have five road games, three wins. Are there posit- There are real positives? Or are there positives to draw from that road trip? I think
1: that Adam Keith... Um We'll try and draw a positive out of out of every game. Uh, I think in sport you have to try and draw positives from from the defeat, or you find it very difficult to say, this, You know, keep any sort of momentum going. Um, yeah, you know, we've been to Cardiff twice, took four points. We've been to Dundee, who we've had trouble with this season, and took two points. Yes, we've lost in Fife, which isn't ideal. Sheffield's never going to be an easy place to go. I think the biggest disappointment in Sheffield is getting nilled. You know, coming out of there yeah. with a zero is disappointing because. You know, you can go in there, we know that they're very offensive, and for them to score five goals, I think they're already they're averaging 4.4, 4.5 or something, so you know, they have that in the locker, that they can go on a blast and score five goals. You know against Sheffield this season, the only way to beat them is either to completely stifle that offense or score more goals on them. We didn't do either, so that's the big disappointment probably from the whole trip, Um Getting scored on in a bunch in the first period and five obviously wasn't ideal and that kind of we lost the period, we lost that game in the first period, um, second half of the first period actually even more so than the first half of the first period. But you know when you when you look at what Taft said the distance they've travelled the, the 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 boats trains planes automobiles the, uh, you know, all the little things he's obviously had a, a big trip himself. But the, I suppose to get six out of ten points sixty percent. Five games on the road against some decent opposition, and you can see. I don't know if Joe spoke or I was obviously offline. I don't know if Joe spoke about you know the distance from the, the the top eight. Many points did you say it was yeah. earlier, Joe?
2: I'm looking at the table now. There's there's seven <coughs> points between, uh sorry, eight points between Steelers and first and fifth and seventh,
1: and and there's different amounts of games played yeah. there. And you know we're yeah. we're, si- we're sitting in a nice position there. We've played difficult. This this is always a difficult period for us around the friendship for around this time of year when there's not the same amount of ice time in Belfast, Force, where we have to go on these little mini road swings. So to go five away from home, you know, take six points out of 10, it's not a disaster. Yes, there'll be things that they look back on. I started this with saying we'll take the positives. They'll also look at the negatives and and what we could have done better. Could we have got more points? Should we have done better in, in certain areas of our game? Obviously, that's been addressed as well because there's been a few changes in the ranks over the last number of weeks as well. This isn't a club that sits still. You Keeper know, will not let the grass go under his feet here. He will mm. keep moving forward as best he can. We've got the. He'll be analysing Sheffield. He'll be analysing Fife. Hopefully, that analytics is done now. The, the, the tapes are done with. We don't need to go back and look at them. We'll learn our lessons now in practice and we'll move
0: forward into what's going to be a massive, massive weekend for us against Sheffield here. Couldn't agree more. I think it's. <laughs> Social media can be very toxic. We've known that. It oh, seems yeah. to get. It seems to be getting worse. But it can be very toxic, especially when there's a, a loss. And I I hold my hands up. I'm as bad as anybody at you know, moaning on Twitter. In fact, I think that especially on the five game, I sort of just was like, uh, I was watching both the five game and the the friendship four at the same time. And when the Giants just didn't look like they were coming back into the game, I shut down the laptop and walked away because I was just like, I can't. I, you know, it's just not working for us tonight. But you know, it, social media. It, it's very for people to throw their hands up and and you know, get so annoyed at, uh, at a loss, and that's totally understandable. I get annoyed at a loss. It just probably doesn't matter if it's the Belfast Giants, if it's Liverpool, though losses don't come very often. Uh, or, um, <laughs> nice or like you know Ireland rugby or whatever. You know if 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 I'm passionate enough about a sports team and we're losing, then uh, then anger comes in. But I guess when you step back, uh, it wasn't uh, and, and I'll give this to Taft. You know, it's it wasn't until I. Red Taft's tweet the other day and I thought to myself he's absolutely right. To get a 60% return on a five game road yeah. swing? He's Second not, not at all. Not Second at all. And, uh, and you know, Coming back in, we've got an opportunity coming back in this weekend which we'll talk about later uh, against the Sheffield Steelers to just make sure we solidify our home points. I- I'm going I'm to move things on um, not before I have another little moan. Uh, Dundee highlights lads <laughs> lads Now, I know know you maybe got like a brand new slow mo camera that you really want to use, but a 25 minute highlight package. Like, in my lunchtime, I try to get through sometimes just to have another look at what's going on around the lake. I've not got time to go through a 25 minute highlight package that shows, amongst other things, at like a three minute intro of music of the warm ups, not needed. (laughs) <laughs> a slow mo of the um, the physio running onto the ice to deal with whatever. So was it Kevin Rain was on the ground. Don't need that. That's not a highlight. Uh, actually, sticking with the entirety of the Dundee player who fell, tripped over his own foot behind the behind the goal, fell over, and then stayed with the entirety until he got up again. Not needed. He fell over, he got up again, he was fine. You know, twenty five minutes, boys, let's just condense that. They're highlights. <laughs> we don't need to watch the whole game again. But if you do want to watch the incredibly long highlights of the Dundee stars, YouTube. Um
2: <laughs> Very good. That's, Very uh, good. Yeah, it's just-
0: you so, feel better for that? Just Yeah, I feel a lot better for that. Yeah, um, let's, get, for. let's get an interview in here. Uh, we mentioned him earlier on with his goal against the Dundee Stars. Simon had a chance to go to training today and had a chat with Curtis Hamilton.
4: Joined by Curtis Hamilton, uh, Wednesday morning after practice, homie. Um, disappointing seven days uh, when you look at it as a, a three-game uh, road trip. Um, what's your thoughts on, on uh, over the, the Sheffield game, obviously Fife and then Dundee?
5: Yeah, Sheffield was a tough game. We didn't play all that well, and they're they're a good team too. It was our first time seeing them, and, uh, but we get another chance at them this weekend. The other games, uh, uh, Fife was dis- a little disappointing too. We played all right during that game, but I thought Dundee we played really well, and you know that's kind of the positive we'll take and
4: move forward. We've been finding it difficult to over that road trip to, to hit the net. Obviously, Sunday was a little bit different. You got in the score sheet yourself. Um, I, how are we trying to address that? Obviously, training uh, hard this week, getting ready for Sheffield.
5: Yeah, I think um, the way they play too, they have so much offense. Probably the most offensive team we've seen. So uh, we got to play good defense and cash in when we can and score some goals. Because I think uh, being as offensive as they are, they give up some chances too. And we just got to make sure we're burying.
4: Over the last five games, didn't know this until Taft put it out last night. Um, Thanks Rainer. Um But uh, six points uh, some people learn how to walk. Um, six points over um, a five game road trip at the end of the day it's, it's not a pretty, it's, it's actually a pretty good record.
5: Yeah, it's good considering like you know the teams and, and the travel we have. its it hasn't been an easy month. We've been away a lot and you know I think that takes a toll on the guys but you know the, the lights at the end of the tunnel here and we're just we're back home now and just trying to enjoy it and playing some good hockey. Sheffield
4: Staters two games at home this weekend, and uh, they're going to try
5: and get a um, put the score right from last Wednesday night. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we owe them one after last game, but uh, I expect us to be a little bit better, a little, little better start, and just a little bit more discipline. Like I said, we didn't play them; that was our first game against them, and they're they're a good team, so we'll have to be ready to go from the start. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Time for November's Player of the Month Award Brought to you by Cab. We asked you for your nominations As to who you thought was the standout Belfast Giants player of the last few weeks And almost a hundred of you got in touch Give your nominations for this month's poll So, the four names on the shortlist for November are Number 8, Lewis Hook Number 22, Kevin Ryan; Number 24, Brian Ward and number 46, Bobby Farnham. Polls are open until Friday afternoon with the winner getting the award this weekend in the doubleheader against the Sheffield Steelers. Already over 500 of you have cast your votes, so keep the votes coming. And a big thanks to Phonicab once again for supporting the award. Right, player of the month. So, Hook, Ryan, Ward, Bobby Farnham. So, Davy, who's going to win this week's sorry this month's Bobby Farnham award? <laughs>
1: Aye,
2: Bobby Farnham.
0: Yeah, I, I. Joel, do we need to elaborate more?
2: I think it's only f-ing Bobby Farnham to be honest. I
0: <laughs> uh, didn't think I was going to have any beefs this week, thanks, sir. <laughs> but yeah, Davy, you know, Bobby Farnham has been fantastic this month.
1: I'm just eating an ice cube here. Give me a.
0: Second. All right, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Farnham, go on.
2: I didn't want to crunch. Whoa, whoa, to, whoa, 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 to, whoa, 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 I didn't want to crunch on show there. But uh, is, are, are you are you at the? I mean, let's the are you at the end of an ice? Bed? Are you okay, honorable Like I don't, I'm not sure what you said there. You broke up a wee bit. It's uh, like you're, you're, you're eating an ice cube. Is is well, it well, like... Davey,
0: Davey does this all the time.
2: Are are you slimming down? Is is that dinner? Slimming
0: down? He's got nothing to lose.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm actually actually trying to
1: lose five kilos at the moment, Patrick. From
2: where? Are you finding them?
1: Where? (laughs) Honestly, man, I need to slim down a wee bit. I've got a wee bit of havoc. Do you know what? You're like like nailing one of my legs.
0: Neil Russell's listening to this, right? And no <laughs> doubt at this very moment, while listening to it, he's WhatsApping you to ask you where you're losing the five kilos. <laughs> well,
1: I, I know he's gonna your butt like a budgie's <laughs> always that <laughs> I know, but like, it's, uh, I just uh, I've 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 chilled up a bit, and I'm not too happy. You know yourself. The way it's about your own personal. You know, your own personal fight with it. <laughs> yeah. Dad dad bods
2: are in, Davy. If, if that helps, man, dad bods yeah. are in. No, nobody wants a wreck no more. No,
1: I, I I want the, I want the belly back that I had three summers ago. But anyway, I digress. I was I was just drinking a little um it was called an Invigorator something. It was quite nice and I threw some glass in and sat it. actually an, an of harp glass I stole out of the uh the what do you call the wee pub? It was near the students union. Um
2: The Elms.
0: No, was it, the, was it
1: the parlor? Parlor, the parlor. The parlor. Oh, right. He's still
2: liberated. there? Still
0: liberated. There. Still liberated. Still not, there. Not, not you didn't stay. You liberated it, man. Yeah. Uh, this I, is
2: much more entertaining. Don't
1: worry about hockey. I a <laughs> half a dozen hard classes. I learned over
0: six weeks. Um, but what was the question? Bobby Farnham, which I assume. Basically, just sorry, with all due respect to Lewis Hook, Kevin Ryan, and Brown Ward, who had a good month, and also seeing how the voting's going right now, Bobby Farnham's won this award, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, he's a he's a popular little guy, you know, on and off the ice. But it's that attitude that Joe's talking about there, chasing pucks down on the penalty kill with minutes, maybe even seconds to go when you're you know, four-one up on the road, coming away with that goal in Cardiff. You know that? What's Bobby Farnham ever going to do? What do you call the guy? UK <laughs> Leaf or something?
0: Yeah, the the, the, the yeah.
1: Marleys guy. I'd love you to read some of those tweets sometimes that Bobby Farnham was going to be a liability. Adam Keefe wasn't going to be able to rein him in. You know, he would be gone by Halloween, blah, blah, blah. Bobby Farnham has maybe in the first period that he was here, that first few weeks, you know, we're expecting maybe a little even bit more sandpaper. And I think Bobby's changed his game to what he was maybe expecting to have to come to. And this happens a lot. And we've talked to Blair Riley about it. We've talked to several players over a number of years that, they they come from a role within ECHL, AHL, NHL, wherever they've been, and they've been role players, but those role players are used to playing six shifts, three minutes a game. They come in here now and they're expected to play fifteen, sixteen and just kind of scroll my eyes down here and see how much ice time Bobby had there. You know, these these guys are playing twenty shifts a game instead of the three or four shifts that they were getting. And they were just sent out to agitate. They were sent out to give the top line a rest for 30 seconds. You know, Bobby Farnham now knows that he can go coast-to-coast coast and score the game-winning goal in overtime. So he doesn't need to throw the gloves down every shift that he's out there. He doesn't need to drop a big hit every time he's out there. But he's picking and choosing his moments. And he's, he's he's offered people as well on the physical side of the game. There's not too many have wanted it so far. So, you know, for me, I think that maybe September. September's very early to start. You know, these guys started in August. That August September time, Bobby got his wheels on there. I think he's been really, really good this last four or five weeks. Really, really good, and I think he'll be a really well-deserved recipient of the AVFTV, the big one, the AVFTV Player of the Month. I've seen Jonathan Williams on after we beat them saying, "There's no prizes handed out in November," but oh, contrary, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Farnham will be Bobby Farnum will be picking up the big one on on Friday night against Sheffield.
0: Go on, Joel, give us your take. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's the flu. I'm not very well, boys. Don't, you don't have the flu. I have got the flu. You don't have the flu. Uh, I've got the flu. Got the flu, and boys. Has it been uh, diagnosed by a doctor? Have you been to the GP? And no, because, got the flu? no, because no, because our NHS is under pressure, and I'm not going to burden them with my suffering. Did you check Google or something to check the symptoms? Or
0: or, what about or your unnamed like, nurse? got a bad cold. <laughs> unnamed medical <laughs> professional from the other week.
2: If I had the strength to get out of my bed over the past three days, I would have gone to learn and seen unnamed nurse, a nurse. But uh, unfortunately, I've just been here suffering, you know. So, look, I'm, I'm here. He's, I'm, he's I'm... so sick he can't even get into his skinny jeans. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stretch in those bad boys. <laughs> what, I was going to say, what's the question again? Yeah, Bobby Farnham. uh I'll look. It's, it's his award. He's been... Uh, again, look, we, we go back to what we are talking about in previous weeks about the identity of the Belfast Giants. And currently on ice, Bobby Farnham is as close to that Adam Keefe uh, ethos and, and kind of psyche uh, that I can see with the Giants. He's, he's pulling the team up by his bootstraps. Uh, he's throwing the team on his back on any given night. And maybe he's not a Darcy Murphy that's going to score 50 goals or a Pat Dwyer, whatever. But it's the spirit with which he plays the game. And, and that was completely and utterly... Uh, Ah, I can't think of the word. Uh, it, was, it was rammed home to me just by, by the fact that he was chasing that puck with seconds left, uh, killing a five-on-three. That's the spirit that the fans have latched onto. They can see it in him, and there's a reason why he's absolutely landsliding this award this month. Uh, the, the spirit of the Giants is currently in Bobby Farnham and on Bobby Farnham's shoulders, and uh, I just hope that it spreads.
0: If you'd like to add your vote for Bobby Farnham, and, or, <clears throat> sorry, in the, in the basis of... Uh, in fairness to Lewis Hook, Kevin or Bram Ward, who are also up for the award. Um but is but voting for any of them is about as pointless as voting for the SDLP in West Belfast. Uh, it's political takes. Um Ooh. can I say that? I just have. Um you can by other, other to,
1: political parties are available.
0: Yeah, and, other political uh, parties in West Belfast are available. And, um, and indeed South Belfast, because I'm a little bit like as a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Let me that. Anyway. Is that staying in? It? That's staying in. You can uh, go to twitter.com forward slash AVFTB and cast your vote for the Player of the Month Award. And a big thank you to Phonicab for sponsoring said award, um, as they always do. Um, around the league, briefly. And Cardiff got back to winning ways after their hammering at our hands. Uh, they got two victories, Humping Sheffield in Yorkshire and Glasgow at home. Clan have uh, gone off the rails a little, but have uh, brought in a new signing. And Scott Jacklin, 29-year-old, coming in from Chamonix in France, where he wasn't that prolific, actually, as a forward. And they've also signed the GB under-20 star, Chad Smith, not the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, who nice. leaves Fife and moves west. Uh, other signings uh, this week, Nottingham have picked up Ryan Horvat, and they've ditched Quist after a spit weekend, losing to Sheffield in a game that saw De Luca receive a slash across the wrists from Fick uh, after shooting the puck after the whistle. Now, I've not checked. Have you boys checked? Has, has Dops ruled on this at all? Because uh, I I, I, having seen it, I don't know if you boys have, it was pretty nasty.
2: I haven't had a chance. I'm just checking. No, I'm just checking. That.
0: There's been nothing, nothing, nothing on see. Fick yet with regards, to, and, and Nottingham have played tonight. So uh, I guess Fick is, isn't receiving uh, anything for his slash across I, the wrists of... Um, you just talk amongst yourselves, I'll check the game sheet.
1: Of the uh, game.
2: Uh, an injury which was absolutely telegraphed by certain... Yes. So I said it again, Joel. Uh, it was an injury. Uh, the the slash to the hands was uh, a previous injury that was telegraphed by uh, a certain member of the press. I think over oh, there. No,
0: that was the uh, that's the Aaron uh, Johnson one. No, this oh, is uh, sorry. this, this sorry. is this was on De Luca. He Johnson's out. No, um, De Luca took a shot on um, Carr after a whistle, a bit after the whistle, and that's a big no no in, in any in game. I remember and and Davy Davy was there with oh, me. Oh, you get
6: the slash
2: four taking a shot. Sorry, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah,
0: the, uh, the Davy was at when. Um, Ryan Finnerty took a shot on Stephen Murphy uh, after a final buzzer, or sorry, after an end of period buzzer, and uh, was met by a big, the big fist of uh, of um, Jeff Suez as he skated <laughs> around. Do you remember that, Davey? Right,
2: bring, bring back nips. yes. It was. Uh,
0: that was a game. That was also a game when Sean McMorrow <sighs> was pretending to shoot people in the crowd as we were losing. <laughs> Good times. But do you know what? I've, I'm, 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 I, it's one of those nights where I'm just going to go off on tangents. I've been watching no, the, back. Sher- the sheriff's back. The
1: sheriff's the sheriff, back that's then. it. And
0: uh, I saw the sheriff making comments about uh, Mike Commodore's uh, comments for Mike Babcock. But anyway, um, I've been looking back at some of the sheriff's old fights, and 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 so. Sort of, do you know what? I wasn't a fan, but he no. was entertaining.
2: He was a one-man rem- PR machine.
1: I remember. You know, he used to do that calling players, right? I'm, I'm doing your first shift, kind of thing. And yep. the and the big and I suppose the big one through his Belfast Giants career was the the Voth fight. Yep. And I remember being slightly late to the arena and getting and running like the game. You could hear, tell me, man, when I get home. All the game's about to start, <laughs> and you know that it's going to go off in the first thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Of this game and running up the concourse and not even I used to sit, door nineteen. Didn't even worry about door 19. It was just the first door they could get through <laughs> and running down and just seeing Brad Voss just going, oh, bang you Damn. know? Um, <laughs> Good night, Jack. And, and, and we, talk, we talk about that all the time. I am convinced, I'm absolutely convinced ended that Voss career finished, the, yeah, not so much end his career, at but the certainly in Belfast, mm-hmm. was not the same player again. I'm Didn't sorry. come and run about again. And, uh, you know, and, and we were at that. And, and McMurdo done that the teams, what do you call a big lad from the made a he was so famous they made a burger after him and him. Burger? Oh, yeah.
6: like,
1: oh but to be fair to Bergen, Bergen stood up time and time again the, the McMorrow that season. Um Crick did it in Sheffield. Yep. Sharp did it for was it Hull he was playing for somewhere yep. one of the Scottish teams? Time. You know, so there was there was players he fought and he fought. Mike Scroy came in, that was a oh, comedy yeah. moment, uh, everything. But you know, we we talked well. You were a bit blocked, to be fair, at the press conference at uh, the playoffs
0: <laughs> when Nelson, <laughs> no, no. that que- that's what Cory Nelson had a go at me." Is that a question? Um,
1: and you're, I'm getting the I'm getting to the question, mate. I'm getting to the question. Um, and he said about Sean McMorrow had mugged so many. I, I wish I had the audio, but I'm paraphrasing here when he says he had mugged so many Nottingham and Panthers players off. They spent the game. Running around trying to settle scores because McMurrow wasn't there. Because for I can't really remember we the reason him. that he didn't play for us in the playoffs, We dropped think him. He'd,
0: that's right. And he'd, I remember going d-
1: back to America to look after some personal stuff. Yeah, you'd, and, uh, you'd
0: written on your pad and then showed it next to me, and it more or less read something like McMorrow is the big dog or something. <laughs>
1: no, oh, no, that was that was swears. that was swears. <laughs> and and uh. She was a former journalist, um, Victoria Silverwood, before she became a big deal doctor and you know? all. Um so, you start. Like we we were a disgrace, you know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> she's not lying. I remember, that. I remember <laughs> well, that.
0: Good times. Good times. <laughs> anyway, back yeah, to- we 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 won the cup. We won that, the cup. You're absolutely correct. Back 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 to this incident. It was um was Fick on, is Fick on the game sheet? Yes. He is so he does play yes. so Dobbs have not ruled on this. It was a two handed slash across De Luca's wrists, and um, in retaliation for De Luca taking a shot. Now I'm quite surprised. Maybe they're going to come in after this, and, and or maybe they're still ruling on it. But I don't that think should they can, good. Paddy. I don't so, think they can. So he's got away with it. Yeah, unbelievable. I don't think I don't think that Dobbs can
1: let him play a game. These things would be assessed. They can be assessed instantly now know Mike Hextall's watching these games live, so that if there's a dops to be done, it it would have been done. So he's clearly not getting.
0: So this. unless I've unless I've missed something, that seems to appear. Like you just need to listen to to the Cats whiskers as well, and they, they their own player, and they were expecting a uh, they had a bit of a a, a set two over it between them each other because they were expecting a suspension with other guys saying the fix should have just ragdolled um, Deluga, but because it's something that you just don't do. Um anyway uh Sheffield have also been active in the market. They today picked up a thirty three year old Finn in Yana I'm all well of that they've hes okay. come from yip and won the c h l with them um one other piece of news, uh Liam Sewell. The referee was subject to abuse both on the ice and on social media following Sheffield's hammering at home to Cardiff. There was a chucker puck thrown. I saw an editorial from the Fife, one of the Fife newspapers basically calling for a ban of a guy who threw a chucker puck. Um, if, uh, as they said on Twitter, I'm not condoning throwing anything onto the ice, but you know, it's if you go to Flashpoint games in Europe bears and all sorts of thrown on the ice it's just things like that happen Sewell, Davy had a bit of a pop back
7: Yeah,
1: I think I I actually think they should be allowed to have a pop back I don't know whether he subsequently deleted that because whatever you said about it I couldn't, couldn't see it but you know, <coughs> there's obviously screenshots of, which is also one of the toxic things of, of social media and WhatsApp and Twitter and all no matter what you type even if you regret yeah, it, you would never forget. It, somebody's already <laughs> screenshot that and sent it around all the WhatsApp groups. You know, you've been, you've been hard, and you know, and I had a little tweet about it myself. And you know, these guys, okay, they're paid to do it, but they're human. They make mistakes. Without them, we do not have a game. And give them some stick. And the vast majority, even Ali Dalton, will have a laugh about it. And Dalton loves it. Yeah, You know, a bit of, bit of slating, a bit of banter, whatever you want to call it. Tom Darnell, you know, is always pretty active on, on social media. He'll have a wee snipe back at you, or he'll like tag his referee and mates in going, who's this guy? You know, they'll have a bit of a laugh about it. Just don't get personal. Don't get insulted. Why, why Liam Sewell's back in the UK is one person's business, and that's his own. Mm-hmm. It's no one's business what he's doing here. If he doesn't want to make it public, I don't. I don't even particularly have any interest in, in why he's back. He, he is, and, you know, he's refereeing in this league. It should be supported by us They make bad decisions. We should be able to critique them. We should be able to even criticize him without making it personal. Um, if you think Andy Dalton's made a bad call, send him a message and tell him. Andy Dalton will probably have looked at it 10 times already and decided he's right. So that's one of those, uh, you know, just don't be insulting to people. Be better.
0: Time for the Fan Agenda, brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV. And we're bringing back a man who's been on the podcast quite a few times um, and needs very little introduction. Mr. Kevin Rain, how are you? Hey there, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to have you back, mate. Listen, you've had five games on the road. We just, we've just we just finished talking about it. Five games on the road there, of course, two great wins over the card of devils, and then you know a, a stumble in the middle before a good finish against the Dundee Stars. But uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster for the Giants the last couple of weeks.
7: Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. We've uh, you know, of course, we've had some roster changes, and we've uh, you know made some uh, some changes and, and adjustments and, and things like that. And so, of course, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, you know transition period for for those guys coming in and for. Or, you know, the shakeup of uh, two really solid guys leaving the club, and and so, uh, yeah, we a uh, little bit of inconsistency. Uh, fortunately, we were able to, to get a win this weekend, but, uh, you know, uh, of course, we, we had those those two really good games in, in Cardiff, came up with the result we wanted, and, um, since then lost one. And so, I mean, in our last four, we've, we've won three, right? So, um, it's uh, there's, there's the good and the bad and it's it's trying to focus on the good while correcting the bad, that's really all it's about
0: When you get two great games like you did against Cardiff the other week and then a stumble against uh, the Sheffield Steelers, what does that do for confidence in the room?
7: Yeah, I mean it's just it's tough, the, I think our biggest problem is, has been our scoring of course, it's no secret that we're struggling to score and so uh, it's getting uh, you know as soon as we're kind of getting scored on, we we kind of like uh, you know, pucker up almost, and and so we just gotta we gotta calm down, we gotta relax, and you know, and, and, and to be fair, we you know maybe uh, uh, ease off the Twitter and and forget about what everyone else is talking about, what people are saying, expectations <laughs> are high, and you know it's it's about taking care of ourselves and, and uh, bringing our own individual best to help the club, and so I mean course we go into to Sheffield and uh they're they're a high scoring team and they they got up on us and of course uh, by the end of the game uh, the result was you know very one-sided for them but the truth is 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 whether they scored one goal that night or five they were
2: going away with the win
7: and because we we didn't find the scoring on our end so it's something that we're working on Rayner, it's Davey. um let it never be said that
1: I don't like a good that and um you're talking there about bringing your very best on an individual basis to the to the to the group to the team. Just finished this week's stats blocks. You've been blocking shots for fun this season. When you look, Kevin Ryan, seventy three blocks, next best on the team. Matt Pellich, thirty four blocks. What is it that you're doing to get yourself in shooting lanes that other players aren't doing?
7: Well, you bring that stat up to Matt Pellich, and he is choked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he he says he's never been on a team where he didn't lead the club and so he he kind of saw me running away with it and I get to laugh at it and I, we get the picture sent to us the you know the hits as well as the the blocks and as soon as it's uh, it's sent to us I personally send it right to him and so he gets it.
3: <laughs> Love uh, to see it
7: but uh i don't know man it's it's something that uh, I've always taken pride in and it's it's just uh you know Maybe I should have been a goalie, strapped some pads on. But, uh, <laughs> Murph, Murph recently said uh, in uh, one of the games that he, he was in the pipes, he, he said, Reiner doesn't block shots, he makes saves. So, yeah. uh, I mean, to to hear that from him is kind of like, well, it makes me want to do it even more. But that, uh, it, Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's my my sacrifice personally, right? It's it's what I bring to the club. It's what you know. We talk about uh, you know. Kiefer will always say you know like we we've, we've recruited each and every one of you guys for a reason, and you guys are going to go out and do exactly what you're recruited for. And so, I mean, I, I didn't uh, get brought here to score except for those uh, those two weekends in a row. Not a big deal, Ren <laughs> Gretzky. <laughs> but. Uh, But yeah, it's just it's just me doing my job, and it's the job I've always done, and the job I'll always do.
1: And and then obviously you've a little competition, obviously going with Pelic on the hits as well. One and two, you'll not tell the listeners which way around you are. You can you can if you want, but um, you know that that's just part of your game now. It's hitting and it's blocking and it's being defensively responsible, and I'm hoping that the forwards will just come alive one of these days.
7: Right. Well, and, and you know, in my defense too, I tell Pelly this all the time. I say it's it's hard to get hits when you're first to pucks. <laughs> so, so I don't think I'll be able to catch him in uh, in the hit department because uh, I'm a lot faster than him. But uh, <laughs>
6: no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Big uh, love for this. We have to have pelz on next. You're week. not kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. Or... <laughs>
7: to, to rebuttal against all this. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, there's uh the scoring you know it it might come in bunches and it might uh, there might be times where we you know we don't get it and that's that's any any club you know teams uh you know defense is good the league's good the league's better across the board this year no doubt and so i mean that combined with good preparation on on the team's end to to you know shut us down and and us com- that combined with us like struggling to score to begin with it's there's going to be nights where you can't get on the board and so it's a matter of like taking taking your opportunities and and really buckling down and and bearing down and getting those, those chances when you do get them.
2: Rainer, it's Joel here. Uh, Because I'm obviously a very serious sports journalist, I'm going to drop all of the hockey talk and uh, spin back to something that you told me earlier in the season that I've been waiting for a platform to try and get you to talk about it. So, you know, you, you mentioned the job that you do for the team, the job that you'll always do, blah, blah, blah. But when all when hockey goes away, um, a lot of guys go off and get off season jobs. Um, Adam Keith famously shucked oysters by the lake back home. Guys work construction, <laughs> guys run hockey camps. Would you like to tell the view from the bridge listeners what you did this past summer?
0: All
7: right. Well, Joel's heard the story, but he just wants to hear it again. Um, <laughs> so, um, couple of years ago um, I was at home for Christmas of course uh, being over here this far I haven't been able to do that in a few years so this is back uh, during my like American League days and whatnot uh, I was uh, at home at Christmas and I was presented with the opportunity to uh, basically go home and help out with uh, what they call the hockey academy at home and so that is uh, offered to grades one through eight I, th- I believe it's in the high school now too Um, but um, it's uh, an old uh, minor hockey coach of mine, Randy Allen, who runs this program called the Hockey Academy, and what it is is uh, rather than these kids being offered gym class at school, they are able to play hockey for free, and free hockey, uh, anybody that knows how expensive it is to play hockey knows that that's absolutely incredible, and so uh, he suggested at Christmas the one time that if I was ever at home in time to do that, that I should definitely get on board. It would be sweet. And so um, I finally took him up on that offer um, a couple summers ago. But of course, by the time I got home, it wasn't so easy as just showing up. He uh, told me that I'd have to apply on online and apply to the Kuwait and Patricia District School Board. And I'm sitting there going, like, for what? Like, what's the position I apply? For? <laughs> And uh, long story short, I had to apply to become an unqualified occasional teacher. <laughs> so,
6: position,
2: I... Yeah, okay, we're just gonna pause right there. Can you imagine can you imagine walking into class and all twenty-five feet of Kevin Rain is your substitute teacher for the day? Hello kids, I'm Mr. Rain. <laughs> what 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 subjects, rainer? What's what subjects?
7: Yeah, so I got to uh, I got a crack at uh, some gym, some history, some fit for life, which is basically like the kids like get to go to the gym and yeah. work out. And so history I take a teacher, get but, my uh, own. Workout. I was
0: just about to say, sorry, you you started off at gym. I can get fit for life, but right in yeah, the middle yeah, yeah. you just breeze history. Past history.
7: <laughs> oh yeah, hit, but but I mean, here's the thing. When when's the I mean I don't, I don't know when you guys were in school last, but uh, there's no such thing as a substitute teacher that's truly. Taking True. the wheel, like, True. You show up, or reading off the paper, and you ask the kids themselves, "Hey, you guys are working on this? <laughs>
8: Read
7: yeah. page
0: forty-five.
7: Yeah, yeah, you're going to keep working on that, and you're going to save your questions for tomorrow because I don't. Know. <laughs> and so you, you, I mean, you, of course, you got a responsibility. You got to make sure these kids aren't, you know, burning the place down, and they're not hurt <laughs> each other and stuff like that. But I mean. Really, I'm I'm showing up and I'm just filling a spot uh, supervisor role.
2: Were any were any of them aware you were a pro hockey player, and what was the reaction like?
7: The generation gap is a little big because uh, I I, th- I thought maybe just maybe that some of these kids would have gone to school with my younger brothers, uh, but even <laughs> they high school too long, and so. Uh, I just kind of hey guys, uh, Mr. Rain, I'm uh, covering for so and so. Says you got this, and I, I thought I was all fine and dandy, but then kid gets up, gone, leaves. I'm like oh, I guess I didn't really <laughs> outline the rules here. Well, like, <laughs> so that was first period, second period. I'm like all right, I got this. I go in there, write my name on. Of course, I got to write my name on the board. Man. <laughs> nice pro move. Yeah. And, hey, guys. Uh, it says here you're, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Rain says here you're working on this. Continue to work on that. If you got to leave the class for any reason, just ask. All right. <laughs> Mid-class, little Sally, whatever, FaceTime's mom, say hi to everybody, points the camera. <laughs> oh. What? All uh, right. You just sit there. I'm like, I should maybe be mad about this. I'm going to let it play out. <laughs> anarchy. It's anarchy. It's on for 10 minutes, and I'm like, all right, wrap it up. Okay, mom, substitute <laughs> tells me I have to get off the phone. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> phone would be out the window.
7: But then, period, I showed up, wrote my name on the board. Hey, guys, you guys working on this? Yes? Okay, well. You guys got to leave the class for any reason. Just ask, and uh, you got to make or take a call. You can, you can leave to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> learn, yeah, learning on, that's
0: called learning yeah. on the job. Yeah, learn as you go.
7: Yeah, but so no, it was a, it was awesome experience. I I can't believe how much I like loved it. I, I got uh, just shy of uh, I think it was two full weeks of doing that. Mental. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was awesome. I, I'm uh, actually really really thinking about uh making that uh the life after hockey but of course i've got a lot of hockey left so absolutely when that may be maybe quite far away and they might have in ro- might be having robots teach school but anyway so i just yeah, <laughs>
0: So let's drag this back to hockey. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Kick it, kicking and screaming. but <laughs> 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 We did put a few questions out to Twitter, uh, as we normally do, and let's pick up a couple of those. Um, let's see. Johnny Baxter, going back to what the question Davey asked, I suppose you're the shot-blocking king, but who has the hardest shot in the league? Hardest shot in the league? Mm. Um. Who's, or who's had the hardest shot that you've gotten away of? Well,
7: Callie Ackard hit me in the head last year. Mm. I'm sure that, uh, uh, I think I have that clip saved on my phone somewhere. <laughs> but uh, luckily it didn't hurt too bad, but, uh, uh, it's, it's hard to gauge because I kind of just close my eyes and let it hit me. And it's not, <laughs> uh, I don't really get to measure how hard it's coming at me, just
0: whether or not it hits me in the padding or in between the padding. You've had the, uh, Donna Mooney says you've had the uh, the opportunity the last couple of years to, to win quite a bit of silverware. But what's been your best moment playing for the Giants?
7: Uh, the people that you meet along the way. Aside from the on ice and the and the uh, uh like the trophies and stuff like that. You know, the you meet Jackson Whistle day one and uh you're not sure what you're in for, but he's your roommate for the whole season and uh you know, by the end of it we're we're friends for life. You know, same as uh of course, uh, Sebastian Sylvester. There was three of us living together our first year, and then last year I got to live with uh, uh, Darcy Murphy and Curtis Leonard and their childhood friends. And so I kind of got to uh, get to watch them in action. And I mean, roommates and teammates and you know fans and you know just everybody you get to meet along the way is really the the next best thing to to winning winning trophies.
0: You'll uh, I'm just. Going through the Twitter ones here, and you'll listen. There's about five or six that ask the same question, so I am going to ask it. It, Unbelievable! It's not. It's not. It's not a question that I would actually get myself. Obviously, but what is your hair care routine? This is the first for a view from the bridge, but it's been asked by about six people.
7: It's not as much of a routine. It's just kind of random. I. Rarely cut it. I, I'm very due for a cut right now because it looks absolutely ridiculous out of the back of my mouth. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't
2: know.
7: I got uh, some. Uh, let's see. Let's go check. Let's go check
2: and see. Exactly. <laughs> oh my! We're doing a live product right, live right product now. Review. We're going like, live uh, to Rand's bathroom.
7: The audio version of like cribs. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, I got uh, some herbal essences here hello hydrate nice, shampoo nice. and condition this, uh, this means nothing to me after now. I've uh, <laughs> done that once a week or whatever then it's a couple beads of olive oil and uh,
0: that Ooh. keeps and that's how you oh. get that and that's how you get that Kevin Ryan hair flick uh,
7: <laughs> that's part of it I mean, uh, there's a lot more good bit of attitude
2: we are absolutely off on one here uh let's let's pull it back just before we finish up brainer uh you're you're part of the the uh shortlist for a view from the bridge player of the month uh alongside lewis hook bobby farnham and brian ward uh do you have a personal player of the month uh, you know assuming that you can't vote for yourself i think bobby farnham
7: has been been excellent i think that's you know i think everybody can agree with with that and mm. especially in a month where we've uh we've not had the best uh outcomes he's uh, been really consistent in his in his effort level and uh, and what he's what he's been able to bring and, and stuff like that um those other guys are definitely up for it too like no doubt and uh just fortunate that uh i guess i'm in the mix too again yeah. but uh, I, I give it to bobby for sure
0: before we wrap things up, it's a it's a small community when it comes to hockey. And uh, Ryan Horvats just signed at Nottingham Panthers. You would have played with him in Manchester.
7: I did play with him in Manchester. Picked up the
0: Calder Cup there.
7: Yeah, yeah, we played together then, and uh, we've kind of kept in touch uh, here and there randomly. And he, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he uh, was actually in touch with me that summer. Um, um asking about uh, our league and and what I suggested I told him if you got the opportunity to come to Belfast I'd love to love to have you and of course uh, it was news to me on Twitter that uh that he'd signed and so I, I kind of wish I could have got to him first but I think you know, <laughs> we've got our guys here and and uh, we wouldn't have had the room anyway and he's uh, he's going to be a great addition for them and uh and uh, it's going to be uh going to be fun to
0: play against him uh, versus uh, last time I saw him, I played with him. Um, just to close up, you know, big weekend this weekend. Obviously, the result last week against the the Sheffield Steelers is not one we want to look back on fondly. But there's a real opportunity this weekend with the double uh, against them to to put that right.
7: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they they come in here on uh, you know Friday, Saturday, and there's uh, of course because we I think that was that was the first time we saw them when we when we went and travelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and got to see uh, what they're like, and uh, you know, I think uh, it's uh, it's a defense versus offense uh, matchup, and, and I think that uh, you know, like like they always say, defense wins championships, defense wins games, and then you keep that tight, and then the rest will come. And so, I I believe that uh, we'll be able to uh, be able to come away with uh, with four points this weekend for sure.
0: Thanks to everybody for sending your Twitter questions in, and. Uh, Kevin thank you very much for bringing us into your bathroom. And good luck this weekend. <laughs> yeah.
7: No problem, thanks guys.
0: Thanks again to Rainer. Congratulations to Northeastern who have won the 2019 friendship Four after beating Colgate in what was a thriller at the at uh, the SSE Arena. Uh, we've got a few interviews in a minute, but before we uh before we hear them, um Joe, you, know, you were there. It was a, a hell of a weekend.
2: Yeah, look another uh, another unforgettable year 5 and I guess you can hear it from from the interviews across the weekend and, and from the tone of, of the bits and pieces that I wrote. But the tournament just keeps going from strength to strength. And, you know, there, whenever you've got someone like Ralph Cox uh, sitting in the West Lounge, I had a chance to have a chat with him uh, during the, the third place game. And it, this is a guy who has been an Olympian uh, and, and a World Cup competitor with Team USA. Um, he has got his name on the Stanley Cup twice. Uh, he's credited with... Scouting Yaramir Jager into the NHL. I and mean, when you've got someone like that sitting there saying that the greatest single sporting accomplishment and the thing that he's most proud of is his work with the friendship four to me that just speaks volumes um the the word that kept coming up with every conversation that i had across the weekend was ambition um if you speak to anyone involved from from robert fitzpatrick onto the other side of the atlantic and and people like mayor walsh and whatever else the the heavy lifting for what the friendship four is is done the tournament is a success the the social intervention it provides to young people in northern ireland and the 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 experience the life experience and and the the team gelling that it provides to the ncaa athletes is completely there that's going to happen you've got other divisions now beginning to get involved outside of the two uh that that we've stuck with so far um but if you talk to anyone you know and everybody's keeping their powder dry nobody making any grand statements or whatever else but i just don't think that robert fitzpatrick the odyssey trust the, the NCAA t- schools that have been involved and, and the entire organization committee, uh, you know, Shane Johnson, Steve Thornton whatever else, are going to rest on their laurels this isn't going to be uh, brought out once a year in the same form that it is, I think these guys have plans to do more uh, and, and to make more happen, I think that they're going to challenge council challenge government, challenge the the NCAA on the other side as to what this thing can actually be you know, the the, the tournament is doing what it's supposed to do now uh, Um, and it would be a missed opportunity to carry on without seeing the scope of, of where this could go. You know, I I, I and it's, it's no secret that Robert Fitzpatrick talks about, you know, wanting to have a, a champion of champions tournament where, you know, four Bellpot winners come and play a friendship four weekend. I think it's fair to say that he'd like to expand the women's game. Um, he, he'd, he'd like to make more of it. You know, I just, I feel like there are more plans for the friendship four. And and as a whole, that that social intervention and, and where, where we sit with the friendship four now, I think it all feeds into the Odyssey Trust's grander plan of, more ice hockey in Belfast, more kids being involved in ice hockey in Belfast, which grows the game from a grassroots level and also grows the Belfast Giants. There's an ecosystem continuing to build here. Um, and it's it's so much more than, than the hockey itself. The hockey was phenomenal. But the, the main thing that buzzed me coming away from it was the fire in the bellies of everyone who's involved in organizing this thing and what they want it to be. Just Just awesome.
0: Let's hear some of the interviews. We're going to hear from Robert Fitzpatrick, the the former Lord Mayor of Belfast, Arthur Carson, uh, Steve Hagwell, uh, Ralph Cox. But first, let's hear when Joel chatted to the Mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh.
2: Walsh, welcome back to Belfast. First of all, um, as someone who's been involved in the genesis of the Friendship Four, how does it feel five years later to see it go from strength to strength?
9: It's exciting. You know, I was talking to a lot of people in Belfast about this tournament. I was in a cab yesterday. It was on the radio. Uh, it, it's exciting to see what this tournament has turned into. It's it's not just exciting for the for c- the city of Belfast, but it's exciting for the colleges participating in it. And I know the, 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 the players and the coaches and the teams and the schools are pretty excited about it. And back home in Boston today, this game's going to be broadcast on, uh, on TV the event
2: itself is now well established obviously but what would you say the ambition is where does it go from here now that it is so well established
9: this is about relationships it's, it's about collaborations about cross culture uh, you know I, I think it's going to continue to grow and be strong I think it's going to obviously promote hockey here in in belfast and ireland but it's going to uh it's going to be it's great for relationships it, it's it's learning from everyone this world is so small today we travel that we can learn from each other and and uh and i think that that's one of the biggest takeaways from this uh you know the friendship before, belport whatever you whatever we want to call it i think friendship four is one of those things that talks about it's more than the four teams playing on the ice it, it's, it's connecting cities and towns both in the united states and here in, in, in northern ireland Uh, Well, you mentioned it briefly there. What is the perception of this as an event
2: uh, with both the student-athlete community and the sporting community back in Boston?
9: Well, you know, it's getting more, it's not as known as it is in Belfast, but it's getting more and more known. And and teams now, I know this is Northeastern second time and a couple other teams second time. Like, they want to be here. They want to be part of this tournament. And I think that that's good. And the fact that what hockey represents in Belfast is unique and interesting because it's a sport that anyone can play, and there's no sides. And that's something that we need to continue to promote. And these kids that are playing tonight on the ice, you know, they're warriors against each other on the ice, but when they get off, they're friends.
2: And I want to let you get back in for face-off, but obviously Northeastern's second visit to the tournament. They're in the final. They're hockey's champs. Do you fancy their chances against Colgate?
9: Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, my first time at the tournament since it started and to potentially have a Boston team win it for for the first time wouldn't be bad. But uh, if Colgate wins it, congrats to them, too. Uh, I just want a good, a good hockey game that everyone can enjoy and, and talk about for years to come.
4: We are now delighted to be joined by Hockey Commissioner for ECAC, uh, Mr. Steve Hagwell, and uh, ice hockey legend, in fairness, Mr. Ralph Cox. Gentlemen, uh, another very, very successful uh, start to the fifth. Friendship four. Ralph, um, you were heavily involved at the outset. Uh, Your team's been here and they've just won their uh, third, fourth place game. Uh, How do you think the game went for them?
10: I thought they had a great game. I thought last night they were were flat in northeast... uh uh, and, and I'm sorry. And Colgate looked really well, good, strong, and uh, and tonight they came out and they were playing a lot harder. They're going to the net and they're shooting, and it was still a tight game. Princeton played a great game. I think either team could have won tonight. So I'm a little happy that it was the Wildcats, but either team could have won. It's been a, a, another
4: trip, which it must have been in the making, a long time in the making for you to, to have your team come here. Um, and uh, again, it's certainly going to go from strength to strength.
10: Yeah, no, it's a little bit of a I want. Yeah, kind of a dream come true, I guess I'll say, to be part of putting together you know, with, with Steve and others uh, this tournament, which has really uh, grown and grown, and it's uh, you know highly recognizable now in college hockey in the U.S., so to have my uh, alma mater playing was a real treat.
4: When Robert Fitzpatrick first came to you, to, uh, you guys with this idea, um, did you really think it was going to get the year five or might get off to year one?
10: Um, I I thought year one was the toughest year I thought once we could pull it together I I thought that uh, the colleges would really enjoy coming over here and seeing Ireland and and Belfast so I really felt that if we could pull the first year together uh, and make it a spectacular tournament I thought the whole thing hinged on that first year and I thought if that went well then we could just keep kind of growing it uh, from there And, and, and I think that's what's taking place here
4: Steve, again, the fifth year, I think you might as well set up residence in Belfast as well for yourself. Um, I know you always enjoy the coming over, and uh, this year I'm sure is no different.
3: It's, it's old home week for me. I'm almost embarrassed to say how many times I've been here. I still can't believe I'm in Belfast. You asked uh, Ralph about the first year. and When we were at the Parkman House in uh, the mayor's residence, as I understand, in Boston, and Robert made his pitch, about the tournament, I walked out of there saying, "This isn't gonna. This would be great, but it's not going to happen." And I didn't mean it would never happen, but it was October of fourteen, and he wanted it the next year. And lo and behold, it happened. So um, to be here in year five is it's almost surreal. It's fantastic.
4: I think you've got to know Robert Fitzpatrick over the years. Usually, whatever he wants, he gets. Um, uh, UMass Lowell. Uh, you had then had Vermont, Clarkson, and last year Union College. Um, Northeastern versus Colgate tonight. Who's going to win? Colgate. Not sitting on a the fence there at all. What about you, Ralph? Who do you think is going to have the
10: Cove Billy's win tonight? Well, I'm going to I'm going to stay in the sidelines of this one. I My team won. I think it would be a great hockey game. I think either team could win. I think Colgate uh, really has a fantastic uh, team this year. So I think we're going to see a, what they call a barn burner back in America.
4: You have Army, uh, Sacred Heart, Mercyhurst, and Quinnipiac next year. I think we're sort of getting spoiled for choice here.
3: Yeah, it's, it's great that it's opened up. I mean, selfishly, I'll say I wish it was Hockey East and ECAC forever and only those two, but um, hopefully it'll broaden the tournament, if you will. I mean, year one was phenomenal or brilliant, as you say here, I think, and it's gotten better every year, which has really blown my mind. But next year should be very interesting, and hopefully the ECAC will win that title, um, but we'll see.
4: Um, A final word on Joe Britannia. I know he's been heavily involved over the years. Um, He obviously headed back this morning to North America. But uh, this could not happen without his input.
3: No question. Uh, He's been my mentor since I've been in my role. He's our friend. Um, It's bittersweet to say the least. But uh, I will say this. I made the comment. We have to bring Joe back each and every year. Honorary something. Maybe he'll be the assistant to the ambassador of the Friendship Four. But seriously, we need to have him back because he's been an integral part um, of this tournament and, and, and a leader of it.
10: Yeah, Joe's a great thinker, great hockey person, and I uh, I agree. I think Joe will be back over and over again. He's always going to be a part of this tournament, and uh, I'm sure there will be a role for him going forward. It's uh, essential in some extent to keep that, that team together that was there in the beginning, for at least another four or five years and really get this thing cranking and make it to year 10, make it bigger and better every year.
4: Well, if, if you can't find a rule for him, I certainly can. Uh, we'd love to have him on our podcast and obviously um, in the uh, in the committee or the commentating box as well. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. It's always thank great you. to see you. Yeah,
3: right, thank you. thank you. you. Brilliant, as you say. That's great. I Come together. Go- Let's go get him what we can.
2: It is the bottom of the first period on day two of the Friendship Four. UNH have just got a one the lead against Princeton. Uh, joined now by a couple of VIPs, former Lord Mayor Arthur Carson and, of course, CEO of the Odyssey Trust, Robert Fitzpatrick. Uh, Ardor, I'll come to you first of all. You were Lord Mayor uh, in the first year of the Friendship Four in 2015. Uh, well, how does it feel to be back today and to see it go from strength to strength five years down the line?
8: Well, I have to say, I when I spoke to Robert earlier on, I couldn't actually believe it, it was five years. right? Really. I actually thought it was three uh, and one of these kind of wee coincidences that always happen the, the two losing teams in my year which were Northeastern and Colgate are actually the final this year so uh, I think it's great that I, I picked the right team to come back even just for that wee connection but it's went from strength to strength absolutely fantastic I was always impressed by the level of work and ambition that was involved and in, first of all uh, getting the tournament over here mm-hmm. uh, but then making a success off it uh, Always was always in favour of council supporting it which was crucial for our city I believe to have a corporate hand and a civic hand on, on the actual Friendship 4 championship itself uh, and of course the, the one thing that we were always keen on was the outreach work and the engagement between the teams and the schools because we've seen that in terms of number one role models from a a sport and a city that was so close to our own Uh, of course back in the day they say that when the immigrants left Ireland uh, and went to Boston they had their herds with them and that's where the ice hockey came from right so uh, and and we're a sister city of Boston but we wanted to kind of make that real connection between kind of hope and opportunity and ambition for our young people in this city well it was through you know kind of uh, the connection with the, the, the sports foundations that were set between Boston and here and even the opportunities maybe for some of our young people they get bursaries, to go to college in America. So that connection between the teams and the schools and the communities was always the key thing for us as a council. And then, of course, the, the success of the tournament was on Robert's end of the world. So so I'm delighted to be here. It's going from strength to strength. And, of course, the challenge is how do you make it better next year and the year after going forward
2: That's it and you very much mentioned it there Uh, Robert if I bring you in I know that you're a hockey fan we stand together most weeks and share the ups and downs but it's so much more than just hockey this week Uh, we've seen all week long on Twitter and on social media the the young athletes interacting with the school kids and it seems to be positive experiences are shared in both directions and they really last
6: Yeah well we've we've been doing it now for five years and we've sort of we pretty much know now what to do and how to do it. Um, I think the thing, the most exciting thing for me, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm delighted to see Arthur as an old friend of the friendship four here. Yeah. Um, he's very welcome, and it's great that he's still to this day lends his support. Because as I say, he was there at the start. Um, but what's exciting me now is with we'll a new conference next year, um, Hockey East and ECAC for five years have been the stalwarts but we've now the Atlantic Conference in and we've got Mercy and Sacred Heart and, and West Point Army and to my mind we're starting a new journey again now to convince a new set of people from a totally different part of the East Coast of America why this thing is the real deal and we're also thinking around you know, how do we now elevate it beyond um, the expectation of just sort of conferences can we get a champion of Champions Tournament can we get um, a conduit where we start to get the education levels can we go back and push City Hall to elevate their expectations around the Boston cent- the, the sister city agreement to get more done because all the heavy lifting is done now the schools are coming the schools are listed out to 2023 now we know who they are we know who wants to come um, we're going to be chasing down Big Ten schools we want the Champions of Champions Tournament and, the, and, and the, 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 the content of it has all been driven back to something that I know is very close to the artist's heart Is more ice in the city.
2: And you've just said it there. It was going to be my next question, Robert. Uh, Artur spoke very well about the social intervention that happens as a result of the Friendship Four, but there's also a bigger conversation here with ice hockey specifically. Um, Where does this sit in the grand plan of the Odyssey Trust to increase ice ice hockey, ice and players in Belfast?
6: Well, we're winning hearts and minds in City Hall. I mean, and and City Hall is now starting to realise firsthand that um, ice is mainstream. Mm -hmm. They're starting to realise, and I mean... I'm lucky because I can call Arthur a friend, but he's also been one of the strongest stalwarts in trying to source a site for uh, ice right. in the city. And to that end, I applaud his efforts, and quite frankly, long may that continue.
2: Great story uh, kind of forming about tonight's game, obviously. Northeastern and Colgate, as you've said, are their second appearances and, and they've finally made it through to the final.
8: Dare I ask, do you have a prediction for the score? I'll come to you first, former Lord Mayor. Well, before, before I tell you who's going to win it, um, <laughs> I, I just want to say, yes, in terms of both Odyssey and kind of City Hall, if you want to call it that, and in terms of the impact and the benefit and the success of this tournament, mm-hmm. that we'll only be limited. By the kind of scope of our own ambition around it right so it's about our, our ambitions we are as a city uh, in relation to promoting and developing this but Colgate are going to win tonight and they're going to win 3-1 so, You heard it uh, here first get on Paddy Power uh, Robert dare I ask He's smoking ropey dope <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I going to say John Finucane's going to win it
6: <laughs> He's smoking ropey dope Northeastern's <laughs> North- going to win it and they're going to shut Colgate out <laughs>
8: Gentlemen, (laughs)
2: enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very
8: much. Who's
0: the politician? Who's (laughs) the (laughs) ace? Another great tournament that we look forward to next year's friendship for when the Atlantic Division comes into it. Um, Right, let's preview this weekend. Sheffield are in town Friday and Saturday night, both games at 7 pm. Get your tickets and get down there or follow it from Giants TV with Mr. Kitchen and whoever he has next to him. It seems to change week on week. But. David, I'll start with you and your favourite part of the show, but just basically, the Belfast Giants haven't been tanked five nil in Sheffield. I've now had an opportunity, as we said to Kevin Ryan earlier, to put this right.
1: That's the we said often. You know, one of the one of the nice things about hockey is you get your revenge fairly quick, especially at this time of season. Um, you, you, sorry, you get the opportunity yes. to have your revenge, and and it's about opportunities. It's about coming out and. and being, you know, Kevin Rain talked about in his interview, about being the best player you can be yourself and bringing that into the team. You know, Kevin Rain, it's blocked two to one, a plus shots that anyone else has. You know, Pelley's hit more than anybody else. You need those big players to bring their A game. To win this game, we need to be better. It was, it was like, um, we played the Coventry Blaze a number of weeks ago, it was maybe four or five weeks ago or whatever now, and we said on the podcast about just being better in each department. We better goal team than the night. We were better defensively. We transitioned better. We looked after the neutral zone better. Um Our ozone pressure was better. We took our opportunities and we scored more goals on them. We were just better in every department. And I think to beat a team like Sheffield, uh, crucial. First goal, let's not take it too cliches. We talked about it earlier in the show. Getting the first goal is going to be key in this game. We can come out and I remember the game where Adam Keefe was mic'd up and it was on the BBC and all, how important that first goal was. First goals are incredibly important at this level of hockey and, you know, get that momentum, get the crowd. There'll be a big, big crowd in this weekend and uh, need to energise them and, and you know, the team need to, it's the old chicken and egg what comes first, you know, does the crowd get behind the team or does the team give the crowd something to get them behind? I think at this stage we've got to be a wee bit of both. I think and Corner will be nice and loud at the weekend, they'll be trying to get that arena going. Hopefully that you know, feeds the team feed off that coming out there a real noisy barn. I would say Sheffield probably have a number of, a number of guys over with them, so uh, it's all set up for a for a really fascinating weekend. I really really hope that that we can come out with the with the points.
0: Saturday night is the Teddy Toss night, so package up your uh, your teddy bears, bring them along, and on the first goal for the Belfast Giants, whenever that may be, throw them on the ice. It's always a really good. Uh, drive to to support with the Belfast Giants is something that goes right across the hockey world some great videos coming across in the the recent weeks of some of the brilliant Teddy tosses that are happening in various leagues across North America and across Europe that's our one on Saturday 7pm bring your Teddy to that game against the Sheffield Steelers Joel I made a conscious decision at the start of this season with regards to the view from the bridge that I wasn't actually going to consider the league table on the show until the turn of the year because year on year we look at the league table and just you know you don't have level games you don't have parity to be able to fathom as to who's leading and who's not. But what we have at this moment in time between maybe three, maybe four, maybe five of the people who are driving at the minute, if you consider it's us, Sheffield. Uh, Cardiff, Nottingham, who are slowly getting back into it, I suppose mm-hmm. and uh, and, Glasgow. and Glasgow, but you have a bit of a wild time because there we are we go to Cardiff and we tank the uh, the, the devils in their backyard, then you know, we go to Sheffield and we get shut out, and then the Cardiff go to Sheffield and they absolutely hammer them that I they I put it on twitter it 's a, it's a wild season in the elite League, which makes it even more important when Sheffield come to our barn that we get a result.
2: Look, couldn't agree more with, with what both you and, and Davy have said. You know, the the league is a little volatile at this time of year, whenever you factor the CHL. Um, you know, we're we're sitting on twenty games played at twenty-four points. Um for the first time, uh, Cardiff just have that little edge. They're nineteen games played and a point above us on twenty-five, and Sheffield are twenty-three with twenty-eight. You know, the the table matters this weekend. Uh this is uh, I think I think we're sort of um we're we're hanging on the edge right now. A good weekend this weekend and we are mounting the challenge defense proper. I think um, at, at the minute we've been looking at the table sort of cautiously, looking at the games we have in hand, looking at the potential for how the Giants could do. I think this weekend maps out what we're gonna have post Christmas. Is it going to be an all out knock down drag out battle? Or are we going to mount a challenge for those guys on top? Um Glasgow have begun to slip away. You know, they were the form team. They're now a point below us on twenty three. Um Look, I, I, I'm not going to sit and pick the table apart, but for the first time, I have a nervous eye on the league table this weekend because I feel like this is uh, a, a season-defining weekend. And I know that that's cliche, and I know that we say it a lot. It seems that every weekend is the biggest weekend of the season. But this one is red-circled for me as if we were to go on and be successful, you'll look back, like that Cardiff weekend last year, and you'll say that's when it started. I feel like we really have an opportunity to begin the the, the defense proper this weekend
0: it's we're coming into that busy period we're coming into that busy december where we've got games coming thick and fast and you threw in the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup which we'll talk about next week uh, it, there are just a lot of games to be played in December and they start with those two games at home against the Sheffield Steelers Friday night 7pm get your tickets or Giants TV Saturday night Teddy Toss night package up your teddies get them down there go and watch the boys take on the Sheffield Steelers 7pm and if you can't get to the games as I said Mr Kitchen and his assorted friends next to him will uh, take you through the game on Giants TV uh, any other business boys I'm going to start off on this one um, b- with our Bleed Tail 100 um, just to encourage people to to keep it going I've got my I'm going for my second one in a week uh, next Monday or Monday after, but you um, uh, give blood once more and give blood every twelve or fourteen weeks, something like that. And uh, I'm going from a second one in, in a week or two's time. And you know, it's it's a, we encourage as many people to to get yourself down there, give blood. You know, you're helping helping save three people's lives. And and uh, Davey, it's, it's a drive that we're going to basically be pushing all season.
1: Yeah, and you've seen the likes of Laura Small tweeting this week about just how important blood donation is how important donor donations are. You've seen Winker Watson there in hospital. Yep. He's just received his transplant as well. And he, you know, the second chance at life that these guys get and the selfless act that someone else had to uh, to, to do, to, to give them that second chance. And I suppose, you know, there's there's many emotions around these kinds of things, but giving blood, if you can, I'm not belittling. There's people that can't give blood, so that's, you know, fair play to it. It, it, this isn't. This is definitely not a criticism. But if you can give blood, go and give some. It's it's pretty simple. It it's, it is actually pretty painless. Um, you feel a little prick. There's a few, of the- <laughs> uh, and, uh, and uh, you know before you know it, it's all over, and uh, you've 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 saved three lives. Yep. you've helped save three lives. So if you can do, um. I'm going a bit like you, Paddy. I have myself booked into the uh, transfusion service over here, and uh, I'll be, uh, you know, giving my my out, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting on the list, getting my free pint, phone a cab, or friends have phone a cab, you know, putting £10 in the, in the pot for me for the Northern Ireland Blood Transfusion Centre and having the opportunity to help somebody out that, that really needs my blood more than I really need it.
0: One well, one of the things that actually was quite good for from my point of view from the uh, I don't know if whether well, Northern Ireland Blood Transfusion Service does this or or resource wise or whatever but from uh, living in GB and uh, giving the blood that I, as I did back in September I, a couple of weeks later I got a text message basically from it basically saying that my blood had been used at Leicester Hospital uh um, oh, that's that's uh, awesome basically basically an update as to uh, we're, as a thanks as to to tell you where your blood had been where your blood had been used and there i am giving blood in manchester and then there it is shipped all the way down to leicester where it's needed and and, and passed on to somebody who badly needed it and it's it's um it's a it's a wonderful charity and it's it's a wonderful thing for anybody to do and it's a real feel-good thing as davy says you know it's so easy to do and it's uh you know it's a it's a real selfless actor. Anyway, uh, anything on the business,
2: boys? I'm just going to tip the cap really quickly to Siz for his uh, work on the Friendship Four weekend. Not
0: brilliant. It was absolutely Sports. brilliant.
2: And on Nesson, I, I I actually said to him, he came breezing past between the games, and I was like, mate, I'm trying to play this cool, but you're doing live comms on Nesson right now. Like, I spend all summer watching Nesson for Red Sox games. Like <laughs> it's it's whatever you put it like that, it's a big deal. And fair play to I mean absolutely smashed it. You talked earlier about how if you do your prep and if you do the work, yeah. um it's almost uh, it's almost that you don't notice it. You know, comms fades into the game and it and yes. it becomes that kind of individual whole experience. It's not separated and it doesn't sort of sort of grate on you. And I think he's I think he's he's sensational at it. You know, I don't want to sit here and pump his tires and, and blow smoke or whatever, but credit where it's due, that's a it's a big job and, and those four games are Half over two days, and Jazzy wasn't too well, and he was running back and forward looking after her and, and whatever else. So, tip of the cap to you from the Bridges on Simon Kitchen.
0: I, I fully agree. I haven't watched those. Him and him and Mister Murphy got on so well and come across so well in those games, and it was uh, it was very entertaining. And nice seeing some of the tweets that were coming from North America, including somebody Davey, who had subtitles on when uh, when says and stuff. You
1: know, says he's, he's a very modern Jolie. Uh, he'd be a bit embarrassed I think if you, you know, if he was to hear you call him a big deal, he wouldn't like that at all. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you talk about pumping his tires. I think he pumps his own tires every morning before he goes to work. So, fair play to him. Look, he's, he's he's he is very very good at what he does. He, he uh-huh. you know, and he bounced off. Uh, Murph very well. You seen the prep. You talked about prepping, and Murph put a wee screenshot of uh, some of the preparation he did for on the teams, and just all those little things that he has those those facts and figures that he has at his fingertips. How the players, what you know, what schools they went to mm-hmm. prior, prior, what their stats are for the season, how many goals they scored, all that stuff. Just so he at a glance, he has it, and it adds to the it adds to the theatre of the game. And, and as you say, those two guys are. Leading the way with, with what they do around the league here,
0: uh, and if that's it, boys, any other business? No, no. no I, we'll I just on.
1: have one one think thing. Um, uh, in the past few days, Paddy, it's obviously been four years since uh, Nicky Jackson.
0: Yes, um,
1: left us. I, I think that long. we we put a little tweet out the other day. You know, and I the sentimentality gets me. You know, I think the big Barry and boomerang and different ones uh, that came went, but it's it's a kind of anniversary for Nicky and. And, you know, you often it isn't cliche to say that we feel these people with us still long after they've gone and they're they're a big part. And I'm not a massive fan of this hockey family thing, just a personal thing. But the people that I've met become much more than just friends to you Um, and you remember them often and. It's at this time of year when these things pop up on your Facebook feed and your Facebook memories, and you see Alexa Gareth and Ann all talking about Nikki, and we get a little picture of her up the whole day. You can't go on Nikki's Facebook and find a picture of her where she's not got that big, stupid smile on her face. So, you know, we remember her. We always will. Joel ha- will have a list of people. You'll have a list of people. I have a list of people that we'll remember from the Giants that have sadly passed on. Mm-hmm. But we feel their presence when we're at the Odyssey, especially Big Barry, when we're at away games more so. Because, you know, back, back row loyal and all, he was always there. I was, was still staying in touch with Wendy. We always raise a yeah. class to him at the playoffs. These people won't ever be forgotten while we're around. So all you can do, people, I've, I've said it often, people don't really pass away until you stop talking about them. These are people we shouldn't stop talking about because they've been part of what's happened for us and our story over what's been 19 years coming on into our 20th season. You know, we're 20th season now. In the last week, you know, we sort of celebrated our nineteenth anniversary, or the start of our twentieth year at the Odyssey. You know, just a few days ago, there Pax and they putting on pictures. So, uh, you know, as, as Joel would say, a top cap tip. You know, but we're we're thinking about the Jackson family this time of year, and do all our do all our friends and family. You know, our thoughts are with his.
0: Here, here and on that note let's, uh, let's wrap up proceedings uh, a, a big thanks to Curtis Hamilton Kevin Ryan, and to Ralph Cox Ralph Fitzpatrick Marty Walsh Articars and all the guys with the friendship Four. Um, those games this weekend as I said Sheffield doubleheader Friday night 7pm Saturday night Teddy Toss night 7pm bring your teddies down to that game and if you're not getting down to the games Mr Kitchen and Assorted Friends will be taking you through it on Giants TV Um, Thanks to you two, gentlemen.
2: Thanks, boys. Well
1: Talk to you later.
0: Uh, you can get us on, at AVFTB, uh, Facebook, on kingdomofthegiants.com, where you can read some of Joel's great write ups from the Friendship Four and, uh, and some other pieces as well. Um, download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or follow us on the Cool App. Wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge.